Hello and welcome to Sir Thriver Unleashed. I'm Reno Romano, your host and a Sir Thriver and advocate for survivors of child sexual abuse and sexual assault. This show is all about the endless positive possibilities of Sir Thriving after sexual abuse. So, Let's get started with today's program. My survivor guest today is Anita M. Omen. She's the number one best-selling author of Picking Up the Shards and the three-minute inspirational reflections for the soul. She's also a speech language pathologist who has worked for the United Nations. Wow. And has called three continents home. Boy, you've gotten around by working around the globe. She's married with children. Welcome to the show, Anita. Thank you so much, Raina. It's amazing to be on your show. I am so honored and privileged to be here with you. Uh, Well, I'm honored to have you here. You know, as I said, this show is dedicated to the endless possibilities of what life is like after trauma and it's so important. You are a survivor of childhood, emotional, and sexual abuse. Thanks for sharing that with us and welcome. Thank you. So you are a survivor, which, and I love that word. I had it trademarked, you know. We were talking earlier and yes. you said that you haven't really talked about it. Well, I have, uh, in different ways, I wrote my book. Uh, part of that was a journey toward healing from mm-hmm. all different types of childhood um, trauma. So, uh, but yes, this would be the first time that I'm actually acknowledging publicly that yes, um, childhood sexual abuse and trauma um, has been part of my past. Thank you for sharing with us. And I'm really proud of you. Um, I'm honored that you're, you, that, hey, you're coming out on my show, right? <laughs> That's cool. And we have nothing to be ashamed of. Would absolutely. you agree? Yes, absolutely. Uh, shame is a liar. It steals the life that you're destined to live. Um, fear is a liar. Shame tells you that something is wrong with you because I believe that for for decades. I believed that something was inherently wrong with me. I believed I was damaged goods. I didn't have any worth or value, but that has all changed. I do not need to live in my past. Um, my past is my past. What happened to me or what was told to me does not define my future. Uh, my story propels me into my future you know, I, I believe that I'm released from my past. My story doesn't own me. I own my healed story. And at this point, I want to use that to further healing for others who have walked in these similar experiences or shoes. And I have so much empathy for others who are walking their healing journeys. So, yes, absolutely. And we do not need to live in shame. Not at all. And no. that's what I, I like to share with people um, I grew tired of being ashamed of crimes that I did not commit. Yes. Yeah. And it, you too. And it's their shame. It's not our shame. Mm-hmm. But it seems like we are stuck with it. We are imprisoned with it. Yes. And 
that uh, that doesn't have to be. And with us coming out and thank you for being here because you're going to show other survivors what the possibilities are after trauma. And I think that's in so important. And yes. that's why I want to put this positive spin on it. Um, we don't have to let our past define us in the negative sense. But what I like to say is we should look at our courage, strength, and tenacity, what it took to persevere mm-hmm. during and after. Yes. That's what I say defines us. Would you agree with that? Yes, absolutely. Looking into the rear view mirror and seeing how much resilience and strength you have. Um, and that, you know, your broken past, gosh, uh, it's hard in the moment to see that you have strength and resilience, but I believe that there is no circumstance too dark or no one too lost to find the light again that propels us forward. And it's one step at a time. When we take that first step, we have broken the power of the past on us. Absolutely. So healing. So yes. you, you say healing is very important. And I want to um, stress that, you know, no time is right. Any time, whenever you ask for help is the right time. Yes. Yes. And, and, and recovery can take as long as it does. Just, just don't beat yourself up. Oh, gosh. For, yes, absolutely. Yes, we are all on individual journeys. There is no timeline for recovery. But as long as we reach out, that's the hardest part. But taking that first step and reaching out for help, like we are worth the help. You are worthy of help. I am worthy of help. And anyone listening to us is worthy of help and healing. So Uh, every single one of us. Yes, absolutely. I love that you are worthy of healing and um, being in a safe community. And that's important to find a safe community. And I think healing is a, a is an ongoing process. Mm-hmm. And what do you think? I, I've met people who have not had any trauma, but they still struggle with self-esteem issues and confidence issues. Have you seen people like that too? So we're, we're more normal than we think we are. <laughs> hmm. Yes. You know, sometimes people just uh, end up t- telling themselves negative messages and lies. Um, and it, sometimes it's without trauma. Like we could start beating ourselves up. Like I'm not good enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not smart enough. Uh, I'm not blank, blank enough. And we can say that enough to us that it becomes our truth. Like the lies begin to sound like truth. And once we embrace those truth, those lies as truth, then we are going to live those out. Yep. So busting that lie is so important. I like it's that. Like, busting that lie. Bust it up, right? Yes, bust it up. <laughs> and Raina, I totally believe in finding safe community in our zip codes. Like we need a real flesh and blood people, uh, safe people in safe community. And sometimes it's hard to find, but they are there. They are in, in our communities, in our circles. So yes, uh, safety and truth, I believe are the two pillars to healing. 
Absolutely. And I share that in my uh, TEDx talk, Healing from Sexual Abuse Can Start with One Word. And I talk about the importance of we must make it safe for survivors to share their story to encourage getting help. So I am so proud of you and I'm just excited to have you here. And you are a number one bestseller. Tell me about, you've got a couple of different books. Yes. Tell me about, tell me about, let's see, the picking up the shards. Yeah. Tell me about that one. Then you can talk about the others. Okay. Well, honestly, a book was not in my radar like three years ago, even. But through all the recovery work I have done over the past decade, um, you know, I've done a lot of journaling and a mm. lot of writing workbooks. Um, so I felt like, you know, two years ago, one day, I feel like it was divinely inspired that I had to put pen to paper and write my story out. And I'm like, oh, no, I don't think so. I wrestled with it. <laughs> I battled with it. But I had an unrest in my soul. And I felt like that was my calling. And it was against everything in me. But I, I you know, it takes a step of courage. So I started writing. and. In like 18 months, I have this book. Wow. And the title says Picking Up the Shards. And it's kind of, you know, it, it speaks for itself that it's difficult things. But uh, it is a difficult read. It might trigger a, a little bit of trauma if you're walking in, in the pages of this book. But the whole idea is to show you that on the other side, there is hope. There is healing. And if I, if I can be on the show and put words to my story, put words to my story in a book, then anybody has hope because I was that child who could not look someone in the eye. Mm. I could not have a conversation. I would keep my head low. I had no voice. I was mute. And I always heard things like, do you have a tongue inside your mouth or do you have a voice or, you know, whatever. Mm. And so to, for me, to see my book, it's like evidence that healing is possible. Well, you're sitting right there. That's that's evidence right in front of our eyeballs and, and in our voice. So by hearing your voice, you are living proof. Yes, yes. And I wanted to put w- w- words and voice to my story so I could help others with uh, similar stories. You know, if we just touch one life, I think Diane Ladd, the actress, said it. She said, if I just touch one life, then my job is done. Yes. Yes. And I absolutely. think that's so true. Yes. An audience of one. Absolutely. And, you know, the more we share our story, and it's not like we have to give the dirty little details, mm-hmm. but the more people will see, well, I'm not the only one. And it's okay to talk about it. You know, when I first started talking about my abuse, people were like, shut up. Don't talk about it. Yes. You know, you you shouldn't talk about it. No, 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 no. Mm -hmm. Don't. I've been silenced long enough. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Don't silence me anymore. Yeah. But it's not like, you know, I and I tell other survivors, don't you don't have to write a book. You don't have to go on Oprah if you don't Mm -hmm. want to, unless you do. By sharing our stories, we will help someone. And I think that's paying it forward. Yes, absolutely. Being vulnerable and putting words and voice to your story is the antidote to shame. Say that again. I love it. 
being vulnerable and putting words and voice to your story is the antidote to shame. I love it. The antidote to shame. Yeah. Because Brene Brown did say secrets are secrets. They can be lethal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we can't keep them inside. You know what? It's okay to be human. And it's okay to be show our vulnerability and our human side because life happens to all of us, unfortunately. Oh gosh, yes. But it can be the making or the breaking. And, mm-hmm. and I like to say it's the making of us. Tell me about your other books, too. Three-Minute Inspirational Reflections for the Soul was born out of my first book signing, honestly. I hand-wrote little quotes that I felt like would be positive and encouraging to folks who came. I wanted them to leave with something that they could remember, uh, something that they could hold on to, treasure. So I individually hand wrote. It took me about six weeks and I made little bookmarks. Oh my goodness. You know, as I kept doing that, I thought, well, maybe I need to put this into print. So you know, it's available to everyone and not just folks who came to that one event. Right, right. So that was the origins of this. And a lot of it I published, uh, like in quarantine. That's what I did early on in quarantine. So good uh, for you. Yeah. A lot of us are taking advantage of this quarantine and, and doing something. Yeah. Um, how is this experience? helped you being a wife, a mother, you know, as an adult, has it helped you see life in a different perspective? Yes, absolutely. The first time I sought healing was when my kids were about the ages that I experienced some of the abuse. I felt like there was a connection there. Um, So healing uh, was so important to me because I wanted to break the cycle of dysfunction. A lot of times abuse survivors find it hard to find safety within families because, you know, dysfunction, uh, has perpetually been passed down. And when I say dysfunction, it could be difficulty with the caregiver or parent or, you know, and then you become vulnerable to abuse. It just makes you vulnerable. So I felt like I had to make that choice to heal so that I I would be a better mom, I would be whole, and I could reflect wholeness and healing to my children instead of brokenness and broken pieces uh, in my life and experiences. So definitely, I needed to do that for my children right? Like I could make a choice to, to pass down healing, or I could Mm. make a choice to pass down dysfunction and brokenness. So I made the choice to pass down healing. And my, you know, I have so much more empathy and awareness. Am I a perfect parent? No, absolutely not. But I can parent from a place of awareness um, sometimes I say and do things that are hurtful like any other parent, but then, you know, I own it and I apologize and I show my children that this world isn't perfect, but we can still survive and thrive 
And if you ask them, I'm sure they would say, I'm confident that they would say, we feel loved. We feel like we belong in this home. We feel safe. Um, they can use, so they can use those words. Uh, they have emotional safety only because I sought healing. And if I hadn't, then, you know, it's at a very subconscious level that I would pass down dysfunction emotional unsafety and whatever else I experienced. I didn't want that to be their experience. That's wonderful. I like that you said, I, I want to pass on healing instead of dysfunction. And I think that's wonderful. And, you know, writing your books and writing in journals, because I write too, it took me a long time to write my book. And I encourage others to write daily, whether they want to publish or not, mm -hmm. it's up to them. And I think it's very therapeutic, but um, I was looking through your website and I, I want to read this. You said, we humans are stories with the soul. And I re that really touched me. And I like that. We are, we all have a story. Yes. And share it with you. If you share it with one person or another, I have a friend who shared a, a secret with me. And I'm the first one she ever told it to. Mm. And she cried and she felt so much better. And it, our secrets make us sick. Yes. They, and that's what they say. But I'm so happy and proud of you, Anita, because you look so happy. Are you happy now in your life? Absolutely. You know, ha if we wait for happiness, it may be hard to come by. We need to practice daily gratitude and joy. And we can practice that in the little things. And hence, we can invite happiness into our life. Uh, and not reciting in the past is so important. Take hold of the future. There is so much potential within us. We are born with infinite potential. And don't let these, you know, it's like uh, the viruses that come and riddle that, that beautiful blueprint that we are born with. And sometimes those viruses do come in riddle, but there is a way to clean that out and still take a hold of our future and keep marching forward with courage, with dignity. Each, I believe, each and every person has so much potential within them. They have inherent worth and dignity. Like we are born with worth and dignity because we are human. Again, it, whatever happens to us or whatever has been spoken over us does not need to define our future. We don't need to live under the weight of someone else's perspective or opinions. We have infinite worth and infinite potential within us. Every single one of us matter. Every single one of us has a story. So, uh, yes. Absolutely. Good for you. Good for you. Thank you. We are all worthy. Unfortunately, you know, abuse can strip us of that oh, gosh, yes. feeling of worth. But obviously, you are doing so well. You've written a couple of books. You've lived in three different countries. You've traveled the world. Good for you. And now you're a, a wife and mother. I see that you. I was looking through because I like to look at my interviewees and, and get to know you before I, I talk with you. And I see that you like crafting. Yes. What kind of crafting do you do? I'm not the perfect crafter, but I craft 
whatever I can, I craft. Uh, I like to create decorations. If my kids have a birthday, I like to create banners. I like to create positive messages and I put them on paper. You know, anything I like to paint. Honestly, painting was so therapeutic. I signed up yeah. for a year long painting uh, program mm. and I went every month. And actually, I invited a friend to come along. I made that investment in women. I made the invitation and I wanted to share that time with, you know, another woman. And it's amazing how much um, I connected across paint. Wow. Other yeah. women. There were women who shared their stories that they had never, ever shared with another person before. So it was an incredibly um, sacred space to be in with other people over paint. Scrapbooking is another thing I like to do. Obviously, I put my babies, both their scrapbooks together. Uh, if I had more time, I would just, you know, continue to create scrapbooks and <laughs> memorialize life. And also, it's a way to reminisce good times and bring positive memories, put it down on paper. When I was going through a recovery, I did something called a memory box, putting down things in, in the form of a painting or something you create to, uh, kind of validate that experience, although it wasn't positive. So I felt that I could use something similar, but use it towards something positive, you know? Because, yes, I had to face my past and my wounding and all these experiences, but I wanted to create something new that was positive, uh, something in my daily life. I've gone with my kids to paint. Um, we've had a lot of conversation and connection over painting. Uh, we all do a lot of crafting at the house. My kids are very craft-oriented. They're very tactile and craft-oriented. And, you know, it's so rewarding to get something from them, their little creation on Mother's Day or my birthday or, you know, do something likewise for them. It's encouraging. It's uh, putting a positive message into them and it's a place to connect. That's so. wonderful. That, yeah, I like crafting too. And, okay. and, and it doesn't have to be perfect, but it's it very therapeutic. Is. Wouldn't you agree? Yes. yes. <laughs> very therapeutic. I know during this quarantine time, I bought puzzles and I would work on puzzles and just concentrating on finding that puzzle piece took my mind away from all the anxiety. Mm -hmm. And we need to do that for ourselves. We need to stop thinking about the anxiety. And if we have the negative thoughts, what can we do? Whether it's painting, make doing puzzles. I even made homemade masks and mm. sent them to family and friends. And so there was a lot of things that that I do. Some people meditate. So, okay, this has been fun. What's next for you though? I will continue to write. Uh, I, I, my passion is for others to find their self-worth, you know, because abuse and trauma, whether it's childhood or whatever form it takes, it really messes with your core, your self-worth and who you are. So I really want to speak life uh, words of life into people who are struggling with self-worth. I will continue to write as I'm led to. I've taken a small break from writing right now. 
I am working on trying to be a, a board certified coach. Uh, I've also been working with women uh, who have experienced betrayal trauma. That's the latest. So, uh, yeah, I feel like whatever way I can be a positive influence and show someone that, hey, you can overcome anything. I'm there, you know, to be that safe person for someone struggling. I love that. I love that. So, well, we're going to have to wrap up here in just a few minutes. Anita, I've had so much fun talking to you. You are a true survivor. I'm very proud of you. I I want to congratulate you and thank you for coming on the show. Thank you, just- you so much, Raina. Such an honor and privilege to be here. And thank you so much for the work you do. Aww. It's incredible. It's my life work. It's my mission. And I've got to get it out of me. And and that's what I want to share. Just like you're sharing, I have to get it out of me. It's something I feel compelled to do. And so that's our purpose. If we feel it inside of us, it's got to come out. If there's something inside of us that that, uh, a friend of mine says, if it feels like you're going to explode, Yes. Then, then that's your purpose. Do whatever it takes to heal your life to make yourself happy. So we're going to wrap up, but Anita, where can people find out more about you and your books? Where can they go? My The best place to go is my website. Uh, it's www.brokenliferestored.com. My Instagram and Facebook links are on the website as well. My handle is at author Anita O. I like that. Okay. All right. Super. And your website again, real quick is broken life restored.com broken life restored.com. I love that. I love that. Well, you have definitely restored your life and we are, we are not the breakers, but we are the makers, makers, uh, makers and restorers of our life. And it's up to us. And it, it is up to us to heal ourselves, and we can ask for help, get help, because we want you to become a survivor too. Yeah. So this show is dedicated to the victims and survivors to show you the endless po- positive possibilities after trauma. And Anita, I want I thank you again for coming on this show and show us showing us what a survivor looks like. Okay. Thank you so much, Raina. And I appreciate you so much. And everybody, please go watch her TEDx talk. It's incredible. It's incredible. Oh, you're sweet. And let's all continue to mend the broken places. Absolutely. Like the Ginzuki (laughs) philosophy, right? Yes. Yes. So we're even more valuable after we're restored. So Anita, thank you so much. I've had so much fun. You do well. Go get your kids and your husband and have a good day. And I really appreciate you being here. So, Sir Driver, thanks for tuning in today. And I wish you peace, love, and ciao for now.